Welcome back to the White Noise Podcast. I'm Ethan, here with Gavi Wavi. Hello. And Jacob behind the glass. Howdy. How you guys doing? Doing good? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Weather's been pretty warm lately, though. Not going to lie. I've noticed. Yeah. Your hair's getting long, too. Thank you. Not trying to grow it up. I wasn't wasn't complimenting you. I was just making an observation. I know. I need to get a cut. Ouch. (laughs) Well, like, it's not... I'm not saying I don't like it or I like it. I was just saying it's getting what long. What are you saying, Ethan? Saying it was getting long. What is that supposed to mean? It means it is longer than it than I've seen it before. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I got a haircut. I see that. Thanks. <clears throat> Looks good. Oh, that was preemptive. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, got a lot on the on the docket today. Gonna review Ex Machina. Did you watch it? Yes, I watched it. Yeah, you did. I know you did. I have not. Jacob so. has not watched it, so he will be sitting the movie review out because he wants to watch it. Yes. With that being said, let's get the show on the road. And we're back. Um, did you guys hear the announcement? Which one? The Kenobi poster reveal. Oh, yes, I did. I know it was just a poster, but pretty big deal. And the the date May twenty fifth. They didn't do May fourth. You see, I did. Yeah. (laughs) What? That was a missed opportunity. (laughs) Too predictable. I did not see the poster reveal. It's it's literally just him walking through the desert. Is it like oh, so it's like older, or is it like he's really off in the distance? It's Ewan McGregor, but okay, so. It's just like any fan art you've seen of the posters. Okay. i just trying to gauge, is this old? Or like right after Revenge of the Sith? It's, yeah, sometime after. <laughs> I'm assuming old. Okay. I would, I'd say, say at least five years. years. Yeah. So. You yeah, know, that's that, got to that be now. That movie came out 17 years ago. Revenge of the Sith? Yeah. Sheesh. 17? 17 years ago. That's way too high than it needs to be. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Gosh. And Ewan McGregor looks exactly the same. Wow. Speaking really? of sequels and prequels and when they came out, Lego Star Wars, me and Ellie, my daughter, we've been playing Lego Star Wars the on the original. It's freaking awesome. She's like <laughs> five years old and she's going through the freaking Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. So fun. She's good at it. Too. That was the highlight of my week. So <laughs> just wanted to mention that. Um, with all the talk of the Disney Plus shows we've, we've had the past few weeks, what should we expect our... From our resident Star Wars expert, Jacob. Yes. What should we expect with the Kenobi series? Well, Kenobi, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what, like, there's, you can speculate all you want, but uh, I'm assuming um, Hayden Christensen is going to be reprising his role as Vader, or the, oh. re- the reports. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, but I don't, I don't like to set a lot of expectations or what I want to see. Um, maybe certain characters that were introduced in the recent Book of Boba Fett episodes could also come back since the timeline you know still lines up but um i don't know it'll be interesting to see what obi-wan is doing on tatooine or where else um in between revenge of the sith and a new hope while the empire is like rising to power yeah is this is this some of our first like star wars media that takes place in between that time um, recent years bad batch Explores Besides, like I'm the at, very beginning yeah. of the Empire. Mm-hmm. I think Rogue One is that kind well, of like Rogue One. Technically, but it's like 
minutes before uh, New Hope <laughs> yeah. is yeah. the ending. So it'll be cool seeing like the prequels characters carry on like post Clone Wars, po- post Bad Batch. I, I think Bad Batch was happen. the biggest mm-hmm. of that because um, it shows like the transition. Yeah. So you have remnants of the Republic, and then what? <clears throat> I never started played the Empire. A Fallen Order. When does that take place at? Does that take place before New Hope, or is that it? T- it takes place like five years after. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Order so I guess that's, okay, cool. that would be yeah. so. One of those Cal things. can show up, is what I'm hearing. Cal could show up technically, anywhere, technically. Yeah. But oh, I, I really want to see. I want to see. <laughs> Obi Wan is in Jedi Fallen Order as well. Is he really? Yeah. I never played that game. No. Oh, yeah. He just. He just it's, it's like a cool. cameo. It's like a, very the, holly, the hologram yeah. thing. Um, Jedi Fallen Order was really good. Really short story, but it was fantastically done. All right. Cool. So we. Ex- We'll talk about Kenobi when it comes out, I guess. We'll be watching your and career with great interest. How's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a good one. You get inspiration, Gavin. Thank oh you. God, I was thinking that. <laughs> <Frick>. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So, real quick, let's uh, let's talk about uh, what was up with the Pro Bowl this last week. Oof. Or was oh, it man. Indianapolis? Where was it? Yeah, I thought it was, it was in Vegas. Vegas. Oh, Vegas. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, it could have been anywhere else, and it's, <laughs> <laughs> nobody would have watched it. It's. I mean, mm-hmm. I can understand like not wanting to injure all exactly. of your key players. I'm, yeah, like that. That all makes sense. I just think, in that case, kind of restructure it a little bit. Like, have fun with it. Yeah, but at the same time, damn, I want some contact. <laughs> yeah. A little. This was like a playing like football out in fifth grade lunch, two hand yeah. touch. I mean, the skills challenges are kind of like funny. But yeah, that was funny. That was fun to watch. Uh, yeah, Pro Bowl is kind of just uh, an accolade now. It's like it's an event for it's like the players rather than like for us to watch, you know? Yeah, which is fine. But I forgot the name of the quarterback, but the one that got like touched and called down, but he still continued to run into the end zone anyway. Mac Jones. Is it Mac Jones? And then he did that dance. Yeah, he did the dance. Was I thought that gritty? was funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But like, hey. He's they, moving though. They had fun. I respect it. Yeah, they were all having fun. That's good. I'm glad there was no... Rivalry there. At least I didn't see anything. Oh yeah, they're all colleagues. Let's be honest, they're all losers. It's the loser bowl. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> not the bowl you want to go to at the end of the year. That's true. It's not. That's fair. Every player will be like, hopefully I don't go to the Pro Bowl. You know, that'll be. Well, I mean, not everybody gets to go to the Pro Bowl, right? Oh, it's yeah. like the it's best like players of your team, isn't it? It's the best like, players in the league. A lot of exactly. it is. So a lot of it like, is fan voted now, which I guess also dilutes it. Yeah. Same thing with, like, NBA All-Stars. Heavily uh, influenced by fan vote. That's whack. I think it used to be more, like, players and coaches, which I feel like would mean more if I was a player. Well, I mean, people people were (laughs) wanting it to be, like, they want the best of the AFC versus the best of the NFC, and it's like, at that point, isn't that just the Super Bowl? An AFC team versus the (laughs) NFC team? Right. So it's like, like, you don't get two Super Bowls. Like, it's taking... Without the restrictions of, like, contract cap. All taking that. the best of like each team and like having them play together, like wouldn't it be cool to see these two players play together? Like, see that aspect of it. But well, then if that's the <coughs> case, I would say the Pro Bowl should happen like after the Super Bowl because you can't have the Super Bowl players in the Pro Bowl. True. So, I mean, if we wanted to do that, I don't know. I feel like that would be like a spring ball type of. I don't know. Thing. It. What are you gonna do? What are or you do? Gonna it do? like <laughs> preseason from last year. Like I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot. Knows. There's a lot. <laughs> preseason would be cool. Like, this but then that then injury that. becomes a exactly. Big thing. You yeah. definitely don't want to do anything then. Right before the season starts. Oh well. There's no good fix. You just got to <laughs> take it for what it is. <laughs> if yeah, don't ex- don't expect anything crazy. Just have it. See players do 
random stuff. See Mac Jones do the gritty. <laughs> that's that's the highlight. <laughs> I know I, I didn't watch it, but I was watching the highlights and I was like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> These are the highlights. <laughs> like there's six pick sixes in this game. Jeez. Because they, they intercept it and nobody tries to get them, so they just run it back. Um, speaking of running it back, Shang-Chi versus Spider-Man. <laughs> Shang-Chi versus Spider-Man. Um, yes. Uh, That's yes, my favorite fight. Both of them were nominated for an Oscar for Best Visual Effects. Now, the question is, which one do you think is uh, more deserving? Shang-Chi, in my opinion. Okay. I will have to agree. I would think I'd have to agree too. Whoa, whoa, oh, wow. unanimous yes. decision. <laughs> we all agree on something. <laughs> well, because when you think of uh, Shang-Chi, you think of that badass end fight scene with the dragon. Mm-hmm. That was cool. And yep. how it was visually done, even the bus scene, as yep. you mentioned, and watching the behind the scenes and how they did it. And like, it was a all, lot of it was a lot practical. of it was practical. There was an actual bus that they tore in half. Yep. I think they had multiple buses, yeah. right? <laughs> and all in one take. It was just one day. One day. I just, yeah. for me, like when I was watching Shang-Chi and when I was watching Spider-Man, I, I remember feeling more impressed watching Shang-Chi oh, yeah. than Spider-Man. Maybe like the, I don't know, it just had it, its own feel to it. Maybe using those practical effects yeah. on the bus scene helped that. But I was a little scared going into watching Spider-Man because it's like a lot of people were hyping it up. I saw spoilers before I went to see it, so I knew what was going to happen. But, you know, seeing people hype up who was going to be in this new Spider-Man despite not having an actual confirmation. I've noticed that's carried over to um, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness where everyone's expecting all of these random heroes to come back yeah. and show up. So, like, do you think expectations are going to hurt that movie as compared to, like, if we were... Doctor Strange? Yeah. Because I heard, like... <clears throat> did you ever watch Honestly, the old-school Punisher movie? <laughs> yeah, with uh, Thomas Jane. Yeah, they think he's going to come back for just that's two seconds. <laughs> I'd, that I, don't know. that I, I remember I saw something on Instagram really briefly of like leaked end credits and I thought it was real but then I read it and it's all these like random people and I was like oh this is a joke <laughs> like I can't I couldn't think of anyone like Hulk Hogan or something Hulk Hogan <laughs> but it was just all these joke uh, credits and then I I haven't really given it much thought about who's going to be in Doctor Strange like oh I'm so looking forward to Doctor Strange I mean. I know Sam Raimi's directing it. I mean, that's why I'll go see it. <laughs> Raimi boys. See the see Raimi's spin on it. I wonder how much control they're going to give him in like his director style or if he's going to be super confined to... I like to believe they're going to give Marvel. him some yeah. sort of creative control. So, I don't know. I'll look forward to it. it. Like, yeah, I think it'll be another thing like Spider-Man with the nostalgia with callbacks, maybe, if we even see that. I know the whole leaked things with Tom Cruise as <laughs> Iron Man. I think those are real because that seems really expensive. Why, why wouldn't they be? <laughs> Probably for like a five minute scene too. Well, it's also they have the money to do it. Fair. Tom yeah. Cruise. Tom Cruise might be willing to do it, just like the clout of it, quote unquote. Um, but I, yeah, it, it'll be cool to see since he was originally going to take the role as Iron Man back then, but he was also way too expensive then. Now they can afford it, so it's like, hey. Jeez. Is there anything <laughs> Disney can't afford? Uh, exactly. No comment. Exactly. Good Star Wars sequels. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so with Spider-Man, Shang-Chi, and the visual effects, that leads us to 2015 Best Visual Effect winner, Ex Machina, which was 
the movie we watched this past week and are going Peace to review. Out, boys. So Jacob's going to check out real quick while, while me and Gavin talk about this. Um, all right. First of all, what is Ex Machina about? I am glad you asked. Who asked? I did. Okay. Um, so it's about Caleb Caleb Smith, played by Domino Gleason, is a programmer at a huge internet company. He wins a contest that enables him to spend a week at the private estate of Nathan Bateman, who is played by Oscar Isaac. Phenomenal actor. He's a he's the firm's CEO, and then when Caleb arrives, he learns that he's been chosen to be the human component in a Turing test to ter- determine the capabilities and consciousness of Ava, played by Alicia Vikander. Vikander? Vikander? I think it's Vikander. Vikander. Uh, a beautiful robot is what the synopsis says. That's not my opinion. <laughs> but No offense. It, <laughs> However, it soon becomes evident that Ava is far more self-aware and deceptive than either man imagined. Um, so, Gavin, what were your initial thoughts? This was a great movie, okay? The, okay. Like, I definitely see why it won for visual effects. I mean, yeah. it was great. Uh, I, like, um, the scene where they're going through when he's cutting himself with a yeah. razor, that was... I was jumping at that. I was, like, cringing in my seat. I was like, oh, my Wait, God. Whoa, whoa. I know this is kind of, like off track a little bit but did you ever see a marriage story i did not no. well adam driver does the same thing and i think it's worse Ugh. than that uh, it's I'll, just I'll, I'll show it to you but yeah uh the, <laughs> that's so funny that you mentioned that when we talk about it instead of you know the robot itself oh, dude, no i was gonna effects. get into that too the robots were they were great i mean yeah. they didn't look bad they didn't look janky or anything like that it was good and i i had watched uh like vfx artist reacts on the corridor crew channel mm-hmm. on youtube and they reacted to it and broke it down and showed behind the scenes of how they did it. And it was actually really well done. And a huge challenge for them as well was like the mirrors. They have to, oh, dude. So they yeah. have to do everything twice. I could see that. Oh <laughs> man. There was tons of mirrors in that yeah, too. Like dude. not even the mirror, the, like the reflection on the glass, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed it. I think it might be one of my favorites that we've watched. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Train to Busan is up there, but this one's, this one's up there too. I, so what I really liked, what I immediately noticed when I turned it on, watched it, was the opening. There was, it was inaudible. It was just visual. People were talking, but you couldn't tell what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. I interpreted that as like an immediate disconnect. Oh, yeah. Like human disconnect. They were all like, he was had headphones on, he was on his phone, he was on the computer. It was that technological disconnect from the outside world. Did you also notice that's what she wanted to go out and see too? She wanted to go out and see everybody see being busy yep. and everything like she that. To see that busyness. But he had no interest in doing exactly. that. Exactly. So I thought that was that was really cool. And then something else I appreciated was it just got straight to the point. Oh yeah. Like it, he won. He went to the house like in the first five minutes, and boom, let's start. We were already we Which were in. There. I really enjoyed. And I was like, oh yeah, this is a fairly short movie compared to like The Godfather or oh yeah. No need to movie watch for yeah. an extra hour. Um, when I first saw Oscar Isaac, I was like, oh, he looks scary. And then his performance was even scary. Dude, like, yes. Oh, my God. This movie was so creepy to watch. The whole time, I'm, like, sitting up biting my finger. I was like, I, oh, my that, goodness. The entire movie was just suspense. I was like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, you didn't know the Ava, the robot, was unpredictable. Uh, Oscar Isaac's character was unpredict- unpredictable. Loved his beard, though. I loved his beard, and I liked... Um, gorgeous beard. Um, a line... Well, I noticed they're kind of, like, their conversation, their kind of chemistry... As actors, they did really well mm-hmm. um, performing that. But a line that stood out to me is when Nathan 
calls back to something that uh, Caleb said, which is funny that those are their names because I have cousins that are brothers named Caleb and Nathan. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, oh, it's it's like what you said earlier. You said, you're not a man, you're a god. And Caleb's like, oh, that's not quite exactly what I said. Right. Yeah. And it just, I think that is beginning to show the... How how Oscar Isaac's character is mentally like just those he's unhinged. I feel like he seemed almost like a what's that word? I mean, self absorbed. Obviously, yeah. I mean he's literally surrounded by just himself mm-hmm. pretty much. But um, where he thinks he's like above everybody else. Yeah. Because even when he's referring to Nathan or not Nathan, um, Caleb's like uh, skills. He's like, oh, you're okay. Yeah. You might you might even be pretty good. And I'm like, damn, really? Only pretty good. <laughs> So definitely uh, a narcissist, and I enjoyed pretty much everything. Every conversation they had together was just yeah. very and it was also suspense filled. It was yeah, it was suspense filled. It was really I was invested in what was happening and was wondering what was going to happen next. And uh, I like how they kind of broke it up between like Ava session one, Ava session two, and yes, kind of, and it showed the decline in kind of Caleb's mental state while he was there, even mm-hmm. if it was just minor decline but I really enjoyed it um anything else you might want to add was it a surprise that uh Kyoko was a robot when they first when they first introduced her I was like there's something up with her I knew I I felt like I I thought it was obvious that she was a robot right away really yeah because it was like she wasn't responding to anything they were saying and he tried to be like oh it's because she doesn't know English But I, I just the fact that she wasn't responding like at all, mm-hmm. like to his tone of voice or anything. Yeah. So and she was blank expression and everything. So, so to me that was like, yeah, she's she's a robot. My mind didn't go immediately to robot, but it went to like, oh, there's something up with her the second she was introduced. I almost thought Caleb turned into a robot at the end of the movie because like Dude, when he I goes know. to the door and he goes, "What's wrong, Nathan?" I was like, that seemed very, you know, very monotone voice. Well, right I think there. that was just him being like, oh, what, like what's. But he didn't seem he, concerned at all. Yeah. He was just, what's wrong, Nathan? Well, because I don't think he was concerned. Well, no. But he I mean, doing sketchy stuff. Nathan also didn't question why he came out of his room. Well, he was also drunk. Yeah. And he came out of an ele- It was an elevator. Oh, was it an elevator? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then. Because I thought that too. And I was like, oh, that's an elevator. The part where it turns out they were playing, you know, one upping each other. It was like, oh, I knew she was causing the power outs. Yeah. So I put a battery controlled camera yeah. in there and I misdirected you by ripping up the pages so that way mm-hmm. you wouldn't focus on what I was doing. I loved that scene. And then he goes, well, I did this because I yeah. knew you were watching us. It was like an anime where it's like, well, yeah. I'm doing this and I'm doing this. It was a, oh, man. And then for, for Nathan, for Oscar Isaac's character, to realize, oh, shit, I was outsmarted. That was awesome in my opinion. But I think Caleb got what he deserved. I think you Caleb do. is a complete, utter idiot for trusting <clears throat> Ava to begin with. Um, okay, that's fair. I, I, I do not agree with I, everything he was the whole well, time. Well, he, he was, so he was picked specifically for this. I mean, it was supposed to go down this way. It was developed for him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. can't, really, the can't, really, <laughs> can't really blame him. I mean, it was designed for him. Oh, yeah. I, so it, do you feel sympathy towards Caleb at all? Uh, I, part of me really wants to say yes. You know, I don't want to be an <laughs> asshole yeah. to him. But, I mean, at the same time... Dude, <laughs> really? It's a mach- It's a robot. It's a machine. You know, it's like I've always said. I'm a. I'm super against AI. Okay. So the whole time that I'm watching this movie, I'm like, destroy it, destroy it. Okay. Don't let it get any more advanced. Yeah. 
when she's asking him questions, oh, I want to test you. I was like, do not tell her anything. What the hell is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. So I want to feel bad for him, but at the same time, the fact that you trusted a machine, an AI that only really cares about itself to begin with, that's where you screwed up. Well, that's so. where the, that's where I really like the twist of, oh, this whole experiment was just her trying to escape. Oh, yeah. Using you to escape. Mm-hmm. And she succeeded. And it was very eerie at the end of like, oh, she's just in society. She's at that intersection. Yep. She's in society. That's kind of creepy. I did feel a little bad, though, at the end. I was like, damn, <laughs> Ava, you're, you're, you're a jerk for doing that, you know? Um, one thing I also liked was uh, <clears throat> when Caleb asks Nathan, like, oh, why why are you doing this? And he responds with, wouldn't you if you could? And I think that what I thought of when I heard that line was, uh, like, from Jurassic Park. Uh, yeah. And Jeff Goldblum's like, oh, you thought about uh, if you could do it. You didn't think about, it, like, if you should. Oh, yeah. Right? So I thought that was really cool because it has the same concept. Like, oh, just because you can make this mm-hmm. hyper-realistic and AI doesn't mean you should. And I liked Nathan's whole perspective on it. It was like, this is going to happen regardless. It wasn't a question of if. It was a question of when. Yeah. So, I mean, if he didn't do it, somebody else was going to at some point. I also did like the point where he was talking about pulling from all the phones that he hacked. Uh-huh. And uh, he was saying, like, oh, yeah, I hacked all their phones. And he goes, then they let you do that? And he goes, best part is they knew I was doing it, but they couldn't say anything because then they <laughs> would be know, outing yeah. themselves. I was like, damn, that's really real. And I mean, It's crazy that we all realize that that's the case. In, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know what I also love? Not to be, like, a complete film student or anything like yeah. about it. But the part where they started questioning sexuality, mm-hmm. like, did you program her to do that? And he goes, yeah. we're all programmed to do, like, whatever, something yeah. like that. I don't want to get too much into it because it's a controversial topic to many, but I enjoyed that part of the movie where yeah. they were questioning that. I thought it was really good. Um, what? Oh, there's a, something I wrote down in here. Of One part, so I, also another side thing, too. Uh I watched Reacher this past week, the Amazon show, mm-hmm. and one of the characters, their parents die in a car accident, and she was in the back seat. Oh, wow. And I was like... Oh, that's a similarity. I was like, huh. So when when he said it, I was like, oh, his parents died in a car crash, and he was in the back seat. I was like, huh. That's, I feel like that's a common common trope. Yeah. It's also... <laughs> I don't want to say... In Vampire Diaries, the oh. main character, the same thing happens to her, too. <laughs> her parents die... In a car accident, she was in the back seat. So, just three right there. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed it. What would you give it on the meter, Gav? I'm going to give it a 90%. 90%? I thought this was a really good film. I'd give it an 85, but I'm up there with you. Um, um, one last thing I do want to say. Is he screwed at the end there? Because it's like the helicopter trapped. picked him up, so and they're by themselves. Nobody's yeah. allowed to go near. So, is he screwed because he's locked in there? Given his programmer intelligence... I'd like to think he got out. I think that's why they kind of kept it open. They didn't show, like, oh, he dies in there, or oh, he makes it out. It's kind of... Well, because he touched the computer, and it turns off. The whole power, all the power to this facility went down, and he wasn't... I I thought he said he reprogrammed the doors Mm -hmm. to open, but I guess it didn't work. Maybe Ava turned that off or something, so... That's what I'm questioning. Is he screwed at the end of it? I don't know. Um, But I... I don't know. That's why I think they left it open. It's it, They left it for us to think that. Yeah, very eerie, in, in my opinion, a very realistic ending of how mm-hmm. that would have went down. Yeah, it wasn't this happy, like, oh, I like romance ending. <laughs> it was cool. I liked it. Ten and 80, 8 out of 10, because yeah. not 10 out of 10. I was going to say 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, eight and a half out of 10. Uh, next week, we are watching Wolf of Wall Street. 
So be sure to watch that, and then uh, we'll come back here and review it. Cool. And uh, then we're going to continue on with talk about robots. All right. Time to get into that. My so, back. And Jacob's back. Jacob is back. Welcome back. <sighs> so, Gav, the question I have for you is, you already kind of mentioned it, that you hate AI. It should be destroyed. Can you sympathize <laughs> with robots? Can I sympathize with them? No. They don't have <laughs> feeling. The feeling that they have is a one or a zero in that code of theirs. There is no feeling there. No matter how good they could portray it to you, it's a robot. Yeah. It's a machine. It's it's so it's heresy. It's literally yeah. not. It, so this nope. is this I'm isn't, this isn't a huge spoiler of the movie, but it's in the movie where Oscar Isaac alludes to um, or Caleb. No, it's fine. To, I just yeah. I didn't get to watch it yeah get a chance to i got caught up but i mean i just didn't want to hear like your whole conversation and yeah. not have to watch the movie but um so no no go, the, go say what you, whatever you want to say they say are they rep like are they replicating emotion or are they learning to replicate or well like you know what remember <laughs> are you asking wording like, it so badly if they're yeah, replicating like, it or they're just like imitating it are they programmed to are they actually like are they programmed to do it or are they emotion? doing it? oh yeah. different that's when he brings up yeah. the chess yeah. yep the chess like a, a chess computer does it know it's playing chess or is it programmed to just make those chess moves mm-hmm. that was the question i so, i like to believe it's just <laughs> yeah you can't like you have no empathy towards robots not no. alive nope exactly it's not alive but I, there's no soul. But I have a soul. So when I see a have sad you seen robot, soul. <laughs> I really wish I haven't actually. I want to. I really wish you guys had played Detroit Become Human. There, that's like literally the whole plot point was: Are androids living beings? Should they have their own freedoms, or are they just machines that just are meant to serve humanity? Mach- literally, the person no. that created the androids too is literally just like Oscar Isaac's character. <laughs> and oh man, it's it's so many hard choices you have to like, make in that game. In iRobot. What about it's it? the, the same type of thing there. I haven't seen it in a while, but I think it's been sunny. a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I think another reason Sunny been, had emotion. It's a new. It's like a, what a new line or a new yeah, model of new robot. Mo- yeah, it's a world where, where robots are, but they're like common. they're not released. But one escapes and yeah. he like ends up feeling things. Or and the whole thing, he was framed he for murder. Disobeys his yeah. programming. He's framed for murder, and like the number one rule in that world is an, a robot can't harm a human. Mm-hmm. So it's this robot that is framed that. Well, I guess it's, you can apply that to Ex Machina. Obviously, I haven't seen it, but like, if if the AI breaks its programming, then that's where it gets hairy, right? Yeah. How does it break? Like the fact, like the fact what, that it breaks. Its I guess it depends on what you program it to do. It's, it's a scary. That's thing, scary. Kill it. But it's like, how does it break? Like, is it self-aware? I have no idea. Like in the movie, Ava was aware she was a program. She was a machine. I I just so was kill Sunny it. and I Robot. I think like, in iRobot yeah, it's yeah, a bit I'm harder aware. because in iRobot I don't I haven't seen the movie in forever but they didn't really look human too much. No. But no, in Ex Machina there was a resemblance. Yeah. But in Detroit Become Human, there is nothing differentiating them aside from like one little piece in well, the head. I I've only seen the first few episodes, but it goes back to even Westworld. Like those robots are hyper realistic, mm-hmm. but are they human? I think no. it's a, they're nope. Get rid of it. Kill it. <laughs> I, okay. Overall, I agree. I can see where you guys are coming from. I can see both sides. Have you never seen Terminator? This is what happens when you trust I AI. True. I haven't seen Terminator. The world gets like destroyed. Robot aliens come to Earth. Oh, well, they, they have rights now, too. They live on Earth. <laughs> Hell they no. live in America. Transformers? No, they don't. Optimus Prime? 
I mean, you don't really have a choice. Oh Optimus Prime <laughs> just kills you. Is robophobia a thing now? Is that going to be a thing? Androidphobia. Androidphobia. Um, so what about like relationships with AI, Gavin? That like, seems weird. So in the movie, in the movie, her, it was common to have a like what, I forgot what they called it, but a relationship with an AI. There was a uh, lot of characters. Yeah, I that, forgot the term yeah. they used. They they had it dubbed as something, but that was um, common. Like people would have relationships with. Ju- it was just a voice too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how- it was like a assistant, virtual assistant, yeah. or something. So, so it's like if you were dating Siri or something. Basically, like that. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's happened before, but. Um, how do you see that? Like, what are your opinions on that? I, I really don't want to shame anybody <laughs> for what their interests are. That's fucking weird, dude. <laughs> a, I don't want to ro- shame anybody, but that's weird. It's a shame. robot. It's a robot. Uh, Especially yeah. when you can't even put a face to this robot. Mm-hmm. And it's just a voice. Are you kidding me? Like, how deprived do you have to be for that to happen? <laughs> yeah. You can't I, even, like... Of, you, it, there's no object tailored to this voice, so it's like uh, they called it OS, OS. operating system. Yeah. Okay. OS again. I really, I don't want to like piss anybody off that might <laughs> maybe be attracted to a robot or something. <laughs> but <laughs> me personally, I just I I maybe the idea of it, like oh, you could fall in love with an android, but straight up being in a full relationship with one, ooh, I don't know how that would go down. That would look very weird. Explain that to your parents. Like, How would you do that? It's, so it's a matter like, of... Yeah. No, I know where you're coming from. Like It comes down to... You get bullied hard. Like, people that yeah. say, like, oh, Siri's voice, like, that's... She's, she's got a hot voice. Like, that's she different knows. than saying, like, I'm going to go on a date with Siri. Literally. <laughs> I'm going to have my phone across the table and we're going to eat or, like, you know? That's yeah. That's yep. two different it's, things. Well, Siri is not... Both are weird. Of, like, <clears throat> an OS, an operating system. Well, yeah, but, like, that basic concept. Yeah. But I mean, it is Scarlett Johansson's voice. So, I'll I, mean, allow. I don't. I don't blame her. <laughs> okay. So you're fully against relationships with AI, Gavin. Is what I'm hearing. You can do whatever you want to do to be happy. <laughs> I might not say anything, but I'm gonna judge the shit out of you. There's you saying something right now. I'm not gonna say anything to you, but just know that, like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna look at you with very I mean, questioning do you, thoughts. Do you know how, like. Currently advanced, we are with like AIs. Too advanced. We're all like trending towards that direction, right? Yeah. We're too advanced. In, in the movie, Oscar Isaac says it was bound to happen. It was, it was going to happen sooner or later. I might as well have been the one to do it. Yep. It just, I, I really wish we would stop. We would stop with AI. That's how the world ends. <laughs> and uh, real quick, I just want to give a, a shout out to the movie About Time. That also time. stars Domhnall Gleeson. And uh, it's my favorite movie with him in it. Better than uh, The Last Jedi? I was going to say Peter Rabbit. <laughs> I was going to say Peter Rabbit. <laughs> Way better than The Last Jedi. <laughs> I don't care if I, I don't care if we win. I just want Kylo Ren to lose. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, yes, but About Time, 10 out of 10 movie. One of my favorite movies. Check it out. And uh, let us know what you think. All right, Gavin. So, yes. So, is it about that time for story time? Yeah, the White Noise Chronicle. So, speaking of her, if we're gonna get into that, <laughs> okay. do you remember oh, when no. we first watched that movie? <laughs> I don't know if any so, to any of you who have not seen that movie. It opens with a very intriguing opening. Just look up her 
sex scene. I mean, that gives it away. Yeah, <laughs> Whoa. But I mean. It's just voices. It's but that's what makes it the yeah. worst part because of the stuff they go into and they just, they get very naughty so, when they're talking. Gavin and I were watching this movie. We weren't even paying attention. Like the movie, <laughs> the movie was on and we were both on our phones. This is the one about the guy with, in a relationship yeah, with, with the Joaqu- yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. This is early in the movie, so this is before he gets in a relationship. Literally, like right after uh, the thought. He's it's a he's on a he's on the phone with um, hotline operator. Like a hotline operator, yeah. Oh, get some raunchy. It's been a while since I've seen that movie, and um, like they just they just start saying some vulgar things, mm-hmm. and me and Gavin are sitting there very uncomfortable watching this movie, and then they bring up. Dead cats. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, choke me with the dead cat, dude!" Even when he gets Phoenix upset, right? Like, that. He's yeah. like, Why'd you say that? He's like, "Bro, what?" Well, the hell he's like sitting there and he's not like reacting. He's just saying words. Like, "Oh," she's like, "Are you choking me with it?" He's like, "Yeah, I, I choke you with the dead cat." <laughs> and then, like, she gets off to it, and I'm like, "What the heck are we watching, Gavin?" <laughs> well, I mean, they did I knew, job. Like, I, I knew this movie was critically acclaimed. That's why I suggested it, but I had no idea what the hell it was about. I mean, it was a good hook, wasn't it? Got us to look up at the screen. I was like, what the? Got to give credit where credit's due, even if it's sure as hell questionable. (laughs) But that was a a weird time. Um, Any other weird movie moments that caught your eye, Jacob? (laughs) Um, Caught your ear? Caught my eye. Um, Not that I can think of. I mean, I've seen a ton of movies. Yeah. Um, Do you guys have any stories like when you're... You know, the whole watching a movie with your parents and something comes on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Even now, I still get, like, yeah. the little, like, the um, little um, twist in my stomach. Yeah, I don't want to be watching this I watched, you guys. My bad. <laughs> I watched uh, Yellowstone, right? So I watched all the way through, and then my parents started watching it. And, like, I'd watch it with them because I love Yellowstone, and I wanted to see how they would react to some scenes. And then I knew there was a sex scene coming up, so I just left the room because <laughs> I'm not watching that with them. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I left. So I didn't even tell. I just got up and left. Understandable. I thought <laughs> yep. I was the only one that did that. No. I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. Totally Gavin, to Gavin, watched, Gavin watched the entirety of Superbad through a, the crack of a door. <laughs> it wasn't like the entirety. But yeah, it was like a good two-thirds of the movie. I was like, what, nine uh, years old when that movie came out? Probably, yeah. Eight Younger. Or so. I was very young, not allowed to be watching it, you know. <laughs> Whenever they were watching Game of Thrones or True Blood or something, oh, I had yeah. to leave the room for like, an hour, the whole uh, episode, pretty much. Well, I'll go into my parents' room sometimes, still today. Hi, Dad. Hi, Mom. Uh, and, like, open the door, and they're watching a show, and I don't know what show, but, like, stuff's going down. Probably Yellowstone, to be honest, but... And I'm yeah. just like, whoa, okay. I'm gonna go back to playing <laughs> Lego Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> With my five-year-old. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um... Sex scenes in movies. How do we feel about that? Oh, I don't care. I just don't want to watch it with my parents. <laughs> I respect the grind. It's got to be like incredibly. Uh, yeah, we're watching like the a... set. Like yeah. to be professional and to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think to have them in a movie or a show, it has to be got to be some meaning to it. Yeah, there has to be meaning Feeding behind it. Has to feed the plot, feed yeah. the story. Yeah. Are we watching a movie or are we watching an adult film? Like exactly, we... exactly. All right. I don't know. I think, the, I think the Ex Machina review took up a lot of the time. It did. Uh, leave your input in the comments down below. Do you like the 
30 to 40 minute episodes or do you prefer the hour and a half long one like last week with brett let's go let us know we got some mixed (laughs) reviews but if you want to nail down which exact length you want let us know nail it down in the comments down below (laughs) on youtube.com all right jacob uh what we got for the fact of the week this week i got a big old fun fact for you um i have a sneaking suspicion uh, we briefly touched upon Shang-Chi and Spider-Man and their, uh, you know, nomination for their special effects, visual effects. Correct. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion, you know, the number one highest budget in CGI effects. The What what movie is number one for the highest budget? I Ever. 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 For, for effects. Okay. I, I feel Avatar? like... So it's going to be... I have three guesses. I have the top ten here, so... Okay. Well, I have two guesses. Okay. Well, it's either Infinity War and Game, or Pirates of the Caribbean, one of them. One of them, Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I say Avatar. So, all of those movies are on the list, and Avengers Endgame is number number one. one. That's okay. Number three was the surprising one for me, specifically. Um, Spider-Man 3 from 2007. Sam is number three. Budget of $258 million. Oh my god! In 2007. The effects weren't... I think it was just Sandman it was, it was or Sandman. It was Sandman. Sandman. S- yeah. Sandman's effects were awesome for that time. That's where all the it money was, went. Yeah. Because, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's true. Like, um... And uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Stranger Tides is number four. So The scene where Sandman... Avatar number ...turns five. into Sandman. Mm-hmm. Like, he starts crawling and everything. Um, that was recorded, like, on a lunch break with uh, Thomas Church, Hayden Church, Thomas Thomas Hayden Church. Is that his Thomas name? Thomas Church Hayden. A combination of three yeah. of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, that guy, the guy that played Sandman, it was, like, recorded in someone's office. Like, they just recorded it and used that as a reference to animate it. And then it took months to actually animate. Wow. And Jesus. Do that. But it was... it. Looked great. I think it still holds up today. So I think that's where the two hundred million went, and the fifty million went to Jeez. the other other <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Sam Raimi in all Spider movies did really good from doing like a CG shot and then cutting to a practical shot to kind of keep you grounded and like, oh, this is real because I saw it there, but now it's practical. Like the train scene where he's stopping the train, like you can see the wide shot. Tobey Maguire's CG face, and then it cuts to him like actually on the train. And you're like, oh, yeah, that, that, he, he's actually there. He's actually stopping that train. He had to stop a train to film this movie. I mean, it just goes to show that good CGI and good effects are worth it, but man, they're expensive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even back then, I can't. Expensive oh, yeah. and time-consuming. I don't have the time for that, or or the manpower. I don't like exactly. Yeah, it's not one person. Studio. Yeah. <laughs> now CG or practical effects. What do you prefer? Ah. Practical. You ever seen the thing? Most carpenters. I prefer. I watch that one. I prefer a mix of practical and CG. You should watch John Carpenter's The Thing. I don't think there was any CG in it, and the effects, even today, and that movie was in like the eighties. Oh crap! There was a so good. What? There's a director that. Oh my gosh! I've been watching a lot of VFX artists reacts on the Corridor Channel. Nice. What, um, movie? what movie? A lot of them. Well, like to nail down the director, what movie? What's the I point you're making? I think it was Spielberg. Spielberg wanted as limited visual effects in Private Ryan as possible. So I think they had, like, barely any CG in that movie. Respect. Wait. Well, man, he wanted to make, like, a realistic 
I would go with more right. practical over CG than any time, really. I yeah. mean, unless you're doing, like, Endgame, where, I mean, doing practical effects yeah. there would be borderline impossible. Well, I like that uh, in, like, The Mandalorian and Boba Fett, they stuck with practical because it mm. gives it the OG Star Wars vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's cheaper. I think the, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to, like, well, I mean. I think that Saving Private Ryan fact was wrong. I'll, I'll find the movie. Something in the finale today I can touch on, but I won't because, spoilers, it just came out today. But uh, practical effects, I feel like they, they ground everything in. Mm-hmm. Um, like for close-ups, conversations, practicals will be really cool because they're not doing anything. Exactly. But if you're doing like a fight scene or an action sequence, then you might have to use CGI to help out that practical effect a yeah. little bit. You ever seen Deadpool 2? Yes. <laughs> the fight yeah. between Colossal or Colossus and Juggernaut? Yeah. They even mentioned that that's just an entire CG fight. Yeah, they didn't do, like, funny. any reference or anything. They just, oh, let's do this. Get ready for a giant CGI <laughs> fight. <laughs> With uh, the CGI, like, watching it as a viewer, when it's a practical effect, you see it there. You know that it is in the shot. Helps when the it's, actors yeah, in the movie, And it helps too. the actors, too. With the actors, I mean, with the CG, it's like, oh, even if it looks a little off, you're like, you know that's not real. Like, uh, with Grogu and, like, the Baby Yoda um, puppet. Yeah, he was a puppet. I want it. And you know that there's not a creature that looks like that. So seeing, you're like, oh, that's a real puppet. You're able to be like, okay, it's it's real enough for me. Kind of like the... That's the idea. What's it called? The, so does that mean you would date an AI? Effect or the... Uncanny Valley? Uncanny Valley. Yeah. That's right. Like with faces? Yeah, so if you're doing like an all CGI exactly. face, you're going to have to put in $358 million into <laughs> that face to get it to look good. Because it is... Super hard to get past the uncanny valley effect, which is. But if it looks real, it's good for you. Like to you, like personally, would it be good? Yeah, I mean, if if it doesn't take me out of the movie, cool. But if I'm able to be like, oh, that's. Additional fun fact: the human brain is incredibly good at recognizing faces. Yeah, which is and abnormalities, which is where uncanny valley comes from. Mm -hmm. Because you can look at a face that's fake, you can say that's fake, but you can't identify why it looks fake. If you can't identify why it looks fake, then you can't identify a solution to fix it. Yep. Which is why with the CG actors like Princess Leia, Paul Walker, how they made those faces, you can tell it's not them, but you don't know why. It still looks good. Can't really put a finger on it. Exactly. But yeah, that's, uh, that's the, that's, that's, that's the juice. Wow, that was a long fun fact segment. It was a long, (laughs) (laughs) the Jakey That's a lot of VFX this week. De facto Um, Jakey. Cool. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OEF underscore white noise and at one eyed fits and then subscribe to YouTube at one eyed fits. Make sure to like subscribe, comment. Uh, if you have any topics you want to us to touch on, leave them down in the comments. Uh, this week's comment that we pulled is from Paul where he asked if alluding back to our trilogy debate, Mm -hmm. um, hunger games, it's four movies, but the last two are part one and part two, and he just wants to know our uh, our take on that. It's meant to be a trilogy, oh, but it wasn't made another into twenty one. minutes or so. <laughs> it's meant to be a trilogy, but it wasn't made into a trilogy. Okay, if so that makes sense. The movies are not a trilogy; the books are a trilogy. Yes, that's the simple answer. But part I, one, part two. I prefer the way they did it rather than just combining into one movie because there was so much stuff to talk or to put in there. Yeah, and the first one fails because of that. They didn't. It's, there was not enough fluff put in there. Okay. Cool. I feel like, well, okay, <laughs> just briefly, when we go into, like, part one and part two, I feel like part ones are less relevant than the part two. 
like because the part two is the finale. Yeah, so I mean, it's hard to re- for me. It's hard to remember a lot of the first parts yeah. of finales than the second one. Like for example, <clears throat> this is the first one that came to mind: Twilight. What was it Breaking Dawn? Yeah, part I one. Know. I could not tell you what happened in part one. That's part true. two, I just remember the fight scene and all the other stuff that what went about, down. What about Deathly Hollows though? I could not tell you what happened in part one either. Part Are one, they still hunting for Horcruxes yeah, in part that's one. That's part one. Okay, they what? hunt for Horcruxes. I thought the ending of part one was crazy. Part, part two, they go back to Hogwarts. Yeah, I guess so, it's good because usually the finale in like a book. Yeah, has everything wraps up yeah. all the. You don't want to lose. You don't want to leave anything out like so, how other movies do. Yeah. Well, in the end of part one, doesn't Voldemort get? Spoiler alert! Doesn't he get the wand? <laughs> the wand movie that came out twelve years ago. Yeah, it is. I mean, I haven't seen him. Well, so, I mean, to anybody who hasn't, <laughs> yeah, he, he grabs the elder wand, and that's how it ends. Okay. Hmm. All right. Yeah, there's your answer, Paul. Book is a trilogy. The movie is not. Hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. Thanks for watching. <laughs> how you doing? You driving right now? Keep your eyes on the road. All right. <laughs> All righty then, Gavin. What's the song of the week? We're gonna go into some R and B and soul. Ooh. All right. So I got what cha, you know, C H A. What Cha Gonna Do With My Lovin' by Stephanie Mills. Damn. Wow. Trying to seduce me, Gavin? As if I need to try. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. All right. Be sure to listen to that and uh, let us know what you think. Leave any thought you have, anything you're thinking about right now in the comments. Banana. Yep. Just like that. Thank you, Jacob. You're welcome. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Be sure to watch the movie of the week, The Wolf of Wall Street. The Wolf of Wall Street with Leonardo DiCaprio. There you go. (laughs) And uh, we'll see you next week. And uh, thanks for for tuning in with us. I have to go uh, massage Gavin's earlobes.